0: Hello and welcome to Balanced City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, <laughs> to be frankly honest, and I am so thankful that you're here be on this journey with me and I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story and I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am so, so excited because I am sitting with my friend Garen and you might know him. You might not I don't know. You might know the series, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, one of them. I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Garen, I'm so happy that you are here with me and just introduce yourself.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's so great to chat with you on your podcast. Uh, my name is Garen Flowers. I am originally from Florida. I live in Los Angeles, and I do fun uh, parallel parking sagas on my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on my Instagram story. That's like the latest thing. Like I, I posted this photo of a horrible parallel parking job. And now everyone sees me as the parallel parking guy. But um, <laughs> I, professionally, I am a, a journalist. I'm a reporter for Yahoo News. I am also a professor at USC. I teach journalism and I'm also a host. So I do multiple things. And uh, yeah, I was on season 16 of The Bachelorette, which featured Claire Crawley. And uh, that's about it.
0: I love that. And I know that I know people are going to be like, give us some like behind the scenes of The Bachelorette. Like what? I guess my first question would be like that first night. Wh- what happens? Like.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I can. That that yes. first night, it's, it's really intense because mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I'm going to meet the person who I've done all this work to meet. I mean, you're literally uprooting your life. You're leaving your job, your family, all those things to go quarantine and meet this woman who who you could potentially leave the entire process with. Right. So that's intense and just building up to that moment. And then the day of, you're just mentally getting prepared. You're preparing yourself for whatever. Like, you know, some guys come out with like a really interesting uh, introduction and some guys just get out of the limo. Uh, if you watch season 16, I just got out of the limo just because I wanted to be more serious. Right. And you know, you just meet her and you greet yourself, and then go inside, and you're kind of just hanging around talking to everyone until it's your time to talk to her. And you really have to try to make your mark and 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 be aggressive because not everyone gets to talk to. The bachelorette night one so you kind of really have to be aggressive so that's kind of the the moral of the story they they talk about that stuff on the show
0: right was there like a tactical like did you have like a game plan and kind of things that you were going to do to you know kind of put your put your foot in the door with her or no
1: I didn't have a game plan. I just knew I needed to be one of the first three guys. I was like, all right, let me, let me right. jump in there. Let me be one of the first three. And I wasn't. And so I was like, Oh no, like I cannot be one of the guys who does not get a chance to talk to her. I cannot go home night one. So for me, it was just getting there early. And then I'm kind of glad I wasn't one of the, the first three or four or five because it went so quickly. Like every guy was like, Nope, my turn, my turn, my turn. So as the night grows longer, I think everyone kind of becomes a little bit more patient. Mm -hmm. And so I got to get her towards the middle of the night and I actually got a decent amount of time.
0: So it's over, like the season's over, whatever. You're back to reality now. Like what, what happens to you personally? Like, do you, you know, do you have that, that next job to go to or like what, what happens?
1: I got really lucky. So everyone has their own path, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, I've been a freelancer in Los Angeles for the past three years. So my two main streams of income were working for Cinemark theaters as their uh, on-camera hosts. Basically, I get to screen movies early and interview the cast of those movies to help promote them. It's the most amazing that's job. So, yeah,
0: that's really cool. It's
1: so much fun. I'm like, you're going to pay me to go talk to The Rock about his <laughs> new movie? Okay you know, it's amazing. It's it's such a fun job. And then I also teach at USC. So the, the Cinemark job was down because obviously the pandemic shut down movie theaters. So there was no point for me to conduct interviews. So that sucks not having that income, but it did allow me to have the time to focus on social media and some other things I had been wanting to do. And then the teaching role I don't teach over the summer. So I was free, not working basically all summer, which was partly rough to not really have that income and having to rely on savings. And then partly fun being able to, you know, focus on the pandemic and, and keeping myself safe and those around me and not having to worry too much about the pressure of work. And so when I went to shoot the show, it was, it was great timing. And then right when I got back is when the semester started to crank back up planning for the semester started to crank up. So it was perfect timing.
0: So it kind of flowed really nicely. So you got, Mm -hmm. you kind of, you kind of were lucky in that, in that fact, which is great. Um, I know before we got on, you were saying, you know, like now that you have like the steady job and you're, you know, you're, you're busy, busy, busy. I want to go into like that mental health focus now. Like how do you keep yourself sane with all this, with all the work that you're doing with all of, you know, the publicity that you have as well like how do you keep that sane
1: yeah well one important thing is i reach out to people who have gone through the same experience mm-hmm. you know the only people that really can relate to us are people who've been on reality tv and particularly this show mm-hmm. so i like to talk to the guys who were on my season and now i'm meeting a lot of guys from other seasons i'm meeting women from other seasons so we're able to share experiences and really talk about how are you what was your process like, and to share those, uh, those, those, those experiences. And I think that that really helps. I also, you know, my friends are great. My friends are like my therapists. I lean on them and they're, they're able to get help get me through the tough times. Therapy is something I do want to do. Um, I've been procrastinating on finding a therapist and, and really doing that. But I think that it's so important to care for your mental health in that way by talking to a professional, not just, you know, your friends. And I also do this thing where I go to my rooftop and just sort of look at the mountains and do some breathing work and I'll close my eyes and do some breathing or I'll just leave my phone downstairs so I can get away from it for a little bit. And that way I'm able to think about things that I wouldn't necessarily think about if I didn't separate myself from technology and people and all that. So those are just a few things that I do to keep myself sane.
0: No, I love that. And I love the fact that because I, I mean, I'm surrounded by so many men that care about their mental health and talk about mental health. which is so, so refreshing. So because when like men don't, like a lot of men don't. So for those men out there that um, are not necessarily comfortable in talking about that stuff, like going to a therapist or like going to like… Like seeking t- any type of help when needed, what kind of tips would you give them? Like what, like what has worked for you, in in, in order to reach that?
1: So there are things that, as a man, I thought were naturally feminine, mm, and mm-hmm. so as a guy, you're sort of reluctant to do things that might make you look weak or feminine or stuff like that. You know, and it's more of like an ego thing and yep. not wanting to whatever. And and it's it's completely ridiculous. I feel like women are always on the forefront of knowing healthy ways to live. And I think that as men, we could uh, learn a lot from women as far as like your daily routine and and stuff like that. So, you know, mostly women do yoga and and do these, you know, mental exercises and healthy morning uh, uh, procedures or whatever it may be. Uh, I would say morning routines, I mean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just, you should feel comfortable in knowing that those are things that are good for you. So it shouldn't be feminine. It shouldn't be masculine. It shouldn't be anything, you know. And so what I'll do is, I'll uh, the advice I have for men is just like try something, you know. Mm-hmm. Try it. Like I've gotten um, a pedicure before and a manicure, and it, and it was great. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was a date I went on, and it not it was fun because it was a date. Oh, it but so also, fun. yeah. It felt great, you know. <laughs> and so it was like, why do women just do this? Like, and and I and there's there's guys that do it, so. You know, no no offense to the guys that do it, but I think more guys should do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that one experience I had was great. And, like, I wear a lot of pink. Pink is one of my favorite colors. So I have multiple pink shirts and T-shirts and stuff. Um, and I try to – I've done yoga before. I want to do it more. You know what I mean? Uh, what else? You know, there's just a few things like that. Also, uh, the latest thing that I took a risk on, you know how women have, like, uh, canopy beds?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh,
1: so so I was very nervous to do this one because I was like, this could be very feminine. This could be very feminine. So I wanted my my apartment to look sort of like a Miami nightclub. Right. So right. I have so I have like a Florida beach up here, uh portrait up here, um, over that way. Oh yeah. And and I have LED lights uh around here. And okay. so when you come in, it's like my Miami nightclub. It's like a cabana, you know, like a nightclub. I and love so that. I have this uh canopy that I Oh bought. my
0: god, that looks awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So you can like put it down and they can be separated. And so, yes. you know, I was, I was telling some guys about it, like my dad. And he was like, what, like, what is that? Like, that's, he was like, that's lame or whatever. And some, and some of my guy friends are getting on me and my dad, but then I just went for it and women love it. And I said, I have women come over here all the time, but
0: no, I, you know, but um, I love
1: it. Yes. Whenever I, I've had get togethers, uh, like game nights, women come over here and they love it. They, <laughs> they freak out over it. And then, um, you know, like the uh, like the times I've been, been on dates and women came women came over, it was like, oh, they love it. So, yeah, it, it was a great decision.
0: No, I th- no, I think that's awesome. And yeah. well, I'm I'm thinking that are are you still single?
1: Yes, I'm single. You know, I'm dating, but I'm single.
0: So how is that for you? Being that you were on the Bachelorette and still like, you're still single and, that, and you're, and you're looking and you're, you know, how is that? Are like the, like the, are you particular with the girls that you're meeting?
1: So, that's a good question. So I, I've had to learn to be more careful, mm-hmm. you know, but before the show, you don't really think about who's in it for the wrong reasons, you know, coming from the franchise, who's in it for the right reasons or the wrong reasons. And now that I'm getting more of a, a platform Uh, women seeing me on TV, there's definitely a lot of more women reaching out and a lot are genuine and a lot are very nice people, but there are some people who have ulterior motives and who, and some people who don't even know they have ulterior motives. Like I've met people who didn't even know that they were like, you know, sort of going for it for the clout or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. So, you know, I I had like sort of like a situation that really um, did not go well. Uh, of someone who really just kind of showed their true colors and it, it was like, it was painful. The fact that like, I gave it a shot and mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, that's how you are. Like it's, it's frustrating when you, when when you give someone a shot and you give them your all, and then that's the, that's the effort they give you it is, Oh, I'm so into it. I'm the one that reached out to you. I'm so into it. And then like show who they really are. And that's frustrating. So I knew I had to be careful and I was being careful, but after that situation, I knew I had to be extra careful. So I'm not afraid to date, you know, I'm out there. I'm not afraid to, to be uh, vulnerable, but I'm definitely a lot more careful about who I will go out with and all that, because I don't want those type of situations where someone was not being genuine with 100%. me. I was being genuine the whole time.
0: A hundred percent. And you shouldn't. And are you like, are you, are you finding these women like out, and about, or are you doing like the online dating thing?
1: So I'm, I'm not online dating per se. Like I'm not on the apps, but like sometimes, you know, I've met women on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. or, you know, I've met women on Instagram. So that's sort of like the online dating that, that I would say is like, sometimes, you know, you'll meet someone on social media, but I do, you know, sometimes meet women in person and, and that's cool too. So I, I think wherever you see someone who you connect with and you're attracted to, why not reach out whether that's on social media or whether that's in person, you know,
0: did you meet somebody on shoot shoot your shot room? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I did. I did. Okay. Um, yeah. okay. I. I. I, I th- there was. There was someone I've been dating recently, and you know we're trying to figure it out. So technically, I'm single, but you know we're we're seeing what the situation is. And I met. I met. I found her from Clubhouse, but I didn't meet her in a street. Okay, because
0: that uh, I. I have yet to go in one of those rooms because it. It looks like a joke. Like it doesn't look it's like it. Like
1: oh, they're great. They're are so they much they really? Fun. Oh, they're great. they there are people who have really made some serious connections from club uh from mm-hmm. the street your shot rooms i know people who are in relationships i know people who have gone on dates i know people who have traveled to go see, see each other from the really? shot rooms. Yeah. and they're fun even if you don't want to go in mm-hmm. there and shoot your shot or be shot at just being in that room and hearing people is so much fun
0: maybe maybe i'll give it a shot you, maybe you just incur- you you encourage me <laughs> to do it
1: are, are you single <laughs>
0: Yes, I am. I am.
1: So so you should go in there and and see if someone shoots their shot. It'd be be fun. Yeah,
0: I might. I might try it. Um, So I guess my last um, my last thing for you, for the people that like want to just reach out to you and just say, hey, like, how can they how can they connect with you?
1: Well, uh, on Clubhouse at Mm -hmm. Garen, G-A-R-I-N, Instagram, Garen Flowers. I'm trying to get back on TikTok, flowers on flowers. And yeah, and people can reach out to me any way, shape, or form, any platform. Also, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a, a journalist. I, I'm a reporter for Yahoo News, which has been very exciting to get back into the news world. So if anyone ever has any story ideas or pitches that they think are of national interest, to reach out.
0: I love that. Love that. Love yeah. that. Love that. Yeah. And I am so not I still can't get into TikTok. So I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing on there. I like. Yeah. yeah I, I like I don't I'm in I'm in the fashion industry. But like I just like I don't even know how to like trend on there. I'm, I'm good with the Instagram. I'm good with like Clubhouse and all that. TikTok's way out of my comfort zone.
1: Like, I have no idea. I think you'd be so good on TikTok. You have like a very free-flowing, easy going <laughs> personality. And um, I think you'd have like what what's like your your niche on social media? Like what do you like to talk about?
0: Well, I mean, I fashion a hundred percent. Um, like mental health, personal development, all that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. So like mental health tips, uh, fashion stuff is huge on TikTok. I mean, you can find videos from creators of both um both categories and you'd really enjoy their content, but I think you could also produce your own. So TikTok is all yeah, about yeah. just doing some research and seeing what's out there and then figuring out how you fit into the equation while also standing up. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And make, yeah. it, making it funny, educational and all, all yeah. that type of stuff. Well, I, I appreciate you so much for taking the time. And if you guys liked this episode please tag the two of us on social media we'll you know we'll tag you back send you a little dm send you a little love but again i really appreciate you taking the time and talking and chatting
1: yeah no problem thank you thanks for having me i I think it's always fun to do podcast interviews and i look forward to hearing it perfect i'll talk
0: to you soon